you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hey, Deshaun Watson Really Is Gonna Get Traded Spectacular. And now, your host, the man who will struggle to employ even the slightest bit of objectivity in this discussion, the old Zeuser himself, Dan Hanzoos. Hey everybody, how you doing today? The old Zeuser here. Joined in a virtual room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal. Yes, it is indeed the, hey, Deshaun Watson really is going to get traded spectacular. And we cannot wait to dig into all of the madness surrounding one of the great (laughs) talents in football. The report came out this morning, ESPN's Adam Schefter, that Watson requested a trade from the Texans officially. Uh, the Watson, Watson made the request to the team weeks ago, sources told ESPN. Ian Rappaport had some similar reporting uh, later today. And now here we are, boys, in a place that we've really been or never been before. We've never tread in this territory, Greg. A quarterback at this level, Jay Cutler is an example of a far distant cousin uh, when he was a hot shot in the league, but he was never truly a superstar. Deshaun Watson is, and it looks like he's on the move. Are you buying now? Is he definitely going? No, I don't want to ruin like the theme of the show, but the fact that, you know... <laughs> a contrarian to the bitter end, Rosenthal. Well, here's the thing. Yes, I if I had to guess, more likely than not. But uh, number what? one, you just said that the trade request came weeks ago, and... Uh, that was before the Texans hired David Culley, uh, which, you know, we can mention he, he was the, the receivers coach in Baltimore. Uh, before the, the Texans decided to keep their offensive coordinator, Tim Lewis, who Watson's a huge fan of. I do think the fact the reports are coming out today indicates that Watson's camp is the one putting out there. And they don't really care about all that coaching mumbo jumbo. And they still absolutely want out. But I'm doing this like piece next week of like what, you know, what each team can do to make, you know, next year's Super Bowl. And my thing for the Texans is like, don't trade Deshaun Watson. It's still not over. He's still on your roster. You might not find a guy this good for 30 or 40 years. Uh, exhaust every possible avenue to make it not happen. And maybe they're too dumb to do that. But I'm still uh, I'm still leaving that little door open, little crack. I, it is fair to question if, they're, if, they're, um, if they have the wherewithal to make the intelligent choices um, at this point from here on out to keep Deshaun Watson. Because the one thing that doesn't appear to be um, you know, pushed by PR or or Deshaun Watson's camp. I, I think it's just legit that the relationship is broken and it's broken yep. from the highest order in Houston. And you know, I, I, you know, David Culley. Um, I think in another scenario, 
would be a celebrated hire for the kind of career he's had to some degree, what he's gone through to be, he's going to be the oldest head coach on the day that he starts. But I I don't know why anyone accepted any of these jobs with this situation, you know, burning the way it is. But if you are um, the Texans, you, you, if anything, you can, you can use patience. You don't have to suddenly, Oh, the dolphins want Deshaun Watson. Let's just make that happen for them. Like, I don't think it's going to be quite that neat. Um, but you have lost this quarterback. You've lost the centerpiece of your organization, who's not J.J. Watt, and you've probably lost J.J. Watt too. So it's a pretty dark time for the new people in place to be taking over and having press conferences trying to make us sound excited about the Texans, the fan base, I feel for them. That's uh, that's a good point, Mark. That was the next point I was going to make that, uh, listen, I played some, some like A-grade douchebag celebration music at the top of the show. Um, uh, It's an exciting uh, thing to talk about as a football fan because, like I said, this is uncharted territory. The idea of a a player of Watson's magnitude being on the open market, this is fun for everyone uh, except for Houston Texans fans, uh, and that sucks. So we understand that, Texans fans. If you're listening, if there's one podcast where you want to jump off, we will not hold it against you. Uh, But this is not dancing on the grave of uh, Deshaun Watson's um, Hall Hall of Fame speech in 15 years and talking about how great his relationship with the Texans was and Houston fans. That's a bummer that it's probably not going to end up that way, where he's a a lifetime Houston Texans player. And Seth Payne, when he was on our show a couple weeks back, uh, who's obviously plugged into all things Houston sports, down there, you know, he mentioned it. They, Texans came into the league in 2002. They waited 15 years uh, as fans to have someone that was a star at that position. And I'll tell you, I'll, as a Jets fan, I can tell you, that's that's kind of the low end for, for a lot of teams, how long it takes to find a franchise quarterback of Watson's ilk. So this is a very difficult situation in Houston. And Greg, I agree with you. They're going to try everything in their power. To, to make sure this doesn't happen. But at the same time, the fact that the Schefter reports out here now, and that's all, it's all very public. It feels like behind the scenes, things have already been exhausted. And the fact that this comes, the news comes hand in hand, basically with David Cully entering the picture. None right. of it feels like a, 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 you know, just happenstance. It feels like he's officially setting the wheels in motion. Let's get this thing going. A- absolutely. And there's also a chance the Texans aren't that interested in doing everything they can to keep him. I mean, they haven't really ex- they haven't really done that by their actions. They could have done that back in December. I mean, mm. they could they could have done that uh, by getting rid of Easterby. They could have done that by Cal McNair taking ownership of the team he owns and taking control of the situation. Uh, and that hasn't happened. So I, I remember the Alex Smith trade, and I know you know Alex Smith going from Kansas City to Washington is not the same as Deshaun Watson. But I remember at the time thinking, well, this is because it happened during the Super Bowl week. I think it was Monday or Tuesday night of Super Bowl week when the news broke. And I remember thinking, like, okay, I, I've covered the league a while now. Like, that, nothing like that's ever happened at that time. And it, it changed the timeline. And we've seen some other trades and, you know, stuff last year that were agreed to early, too. It, it did, I think, maybe get these teams in the mindset that, okay, this his agent, who, by the way, um, was Jalen Ramsey's agent too, and got got Ramsey out of there. That okay, now's the season. Like if you're the Jets or the Panthers or whoever you are, like okay, if we put together our massive package of uh, trade offer right now, we might be able to get the deal done this week. It's it's possible at least, and I think the Alex Smith trade and a few other trades that have been made since then so it says like it might not be uh, waiting around all off season. I would also just note that there are people out there that you know know Deshaun Watson and say that. This is not, um, he is not money oriented the way that some athletes would be, that he's fine um, losing money, uh, losing bonuses to make his point. So for me, it kind of fits, the ages are different, but I see it a little bit more as a Carson Palmer type scenario where he basically said, look, I'm done with this organization. I don't need to play. You don't need to pay me, um, but I'm not playing for you anymore. And of ultimately, they had to, they moved him and they moved him for a lot because they were dealing with Hugh Jackson on the other end, who wound up as a Bengals employee like less than a calendar year later. <laughs> All right. So now that we've set poor, the poor poor Hugh just getting an old and a shot in from the Browns fan. Uh, you know. Well, I mean, he he got that was a that was a major trade. I mean that yeah. that is the closest sort of DNA to this, where the quarterback was so unhappy with the highest levels 
of the team that he simply said, I'm done, and they had to move He him. called it the greatest trade in NFL history, Hugh Jackson. Always selling. Love that yeah. guy. I don't – yeah, and I don't want to pile on the snark with the David Culley hire, but a 65-year-old coach, um, Andy Reid said he had many a cheeseburger with him in 18 years together. That's that's good. That's kind of an endorsement. The passing game coordinator with the Ravens, which a team not known for its passing game, the, the – Wide receivers coach on that Chiefs team that didn't have a touchdown that entire season. Listen, I'm not saying it's himself. I know. I'm I not know. saying. Wait, I I have to say what his resume is in part, and he's and that he was the wide receivers coach that year. Um, this is not a hot shot hire. One that I would think Watson would be like. Wait a second, you know they do know each other. They apparently right. they got real tight at a Pro Bowl or something, and I don't know about real tight, but they. There is a relationship, but this all happened before David Culley. And and maybe if they had gone and hired, you know, Sala or someone, that this could have been righted. But I don't think that Culley has anything to do with this at this point. That's what Ian has sort of said, that these are two different ships in two different parts of the sea. All right, so let's let's dig into let's play a game here. Let's play agent to Deshaun Watson. Greg, you're big on agents and who they are and their connections and all that. For the purposes of this game, I don't even really need to know the guy's name. If we want to name him, we can. But we'll, we're going to take on the identity of this agent, and we're going to spin a wheel. This is my um, son, Jack and Harry's The Floor is Lava. Uh, it's a pretty good game. We play it. Uh, it's a board game. It has a wheel, and I have now repurposed it for the purposes of this podcast. I, I let them know this is dry erase marker, so that's not a problem. Um, uh, in terms of the future of the floor is lava, <laughs> and what we're going to do is go through all the teams mm. that we that makes sense as a um, possible destination point for Deshaun Watson, or get through as many as we can before this gets boring and tedious. And um, we'll play the role of agent, taking turns selling Deshaun Watson himself on the okay. destination. Okay, before we do that, let's go through uh, the teams that make sense. I'm going to go division by division. And let me know what teams should be hypothetically in the wheel um, and can be chosen in this game. Buffalo, nay. No. Miami, yes, definitely. New England, yes. Yes. Jets, no. Yes. (laughs) That's what you hope. (laughs) Uh, The Titans, no, I I think eliminate the whole division. Let's get rid of the whole AFC South because there is no way the Texans are going to trade the greatest player in franchise history next to J.J. Watt in division and face them twice a year. So X them out. All right. Uh, and AFC North, Pittsburgh. Hmm. Well, I, I put some stock into the report that Ian, you know, put out there, Ian Rapport, that they're going to try to avoid trading to any team in the AFC. But if we're allowing AFC and we're doing it with the Jets and the Dolphins, then, uh, okay, Pittsburgh. Why not? Throw it in there. Yeah, I, I hardly think they're going to rule out the AFC. They got a deal to make. Uh, I would preferably, they would send them to the NFC, but... If there's a beautiful deal in their conference, I, w- I would think they would think long. A and beautiful hard. deal. Yes, Baltimore. No, right. Cleveland. Now? Yes, they could definitely upgrade a quarterback. I think they'd have to do it behind the scenes, but <laughs> oh, I know what you're saying. But I don't think they would explore. <laughs> he this, took to be that honest. seriously. No, he's just no. Because to honestly, get at you. like there's no I, chance. There's not a here, chance. Here's in the hell. thing. Ian has said that more than half the league. And so Wait, I, why would I don't I'm, know about no? Chance. I'm not antagonizing here. Why would the Browns be out of this? I don't Deshaun think they Watson. would be. I don't think they'd be out, but I think it would cause a lot of problems if you found out that they, okay, if they went after this. But I would, to me, I would put them in the. There's because a possibility they've, they've got category. a young quarterback that they believe in. I believe that. And uh, for this game, though, too, I don't think the Browns are yeah, a centerpiece. It's too, of this game. it's too complicated. This so, isn't a Jay yeah. Cutler on the market, Greg Rosenthal. This is Deshaun Watson. No. And Cincinnati. I, believe, I believed in Jay Cutler back then. You know, Jay Cutler at the time was viewed as a top ten quarterback. He was, and he was traded from Denver to mm-hmm. the Bears for, I believe, multiple number one picks. And it was a big, big deal when it People happened. People gave the Broncos, including me, a lot of grief for it. Um, yes. Ultimately, uh, it was fine getting rid of him, I think. He was he was a gifted uh, thrower of the football. And, and I remember I actually went to Chicago uh, that year in 2009 um, to see the, the opening of the uh, U2 360 tour at Soldier Field. I mean, that is, that's some intense stuff right there. And I remember he was on the cover of like multiple magazines in Chicago as the next big thing. 
I mean, if he had spent his whole career with Mike and Kyle Shanahan, he would have had an amazing career, but that did not happen. Mm. All right, anyway, Cincinnati, they're, they're good with Joe Burrow. They don't uh, even know how to trade, no. <laughs> the uh, AFC West, the Chiefs obviously are a no-go. Uh, the Raiders, yeah, we're going to get the Raiders in mm-hmm. this mix, right? Uh, the Chargers, no, with Herbert. Denver Broncos, yes. Absolutely. Denver, still looking. All right, now to the NFC. Washington so, football team and the Giants, yes, right? Big yes on Washington. I mean, the Giants keep saying we are 100% behind Daniel Jones. I actually I don't realistically think they would get involved. As that feels a little thorny for Gettleman, right. a little too high, high concept. Let's leave him out. Dallas and Philadelphia, either of those teams. Ooh, you know what? Dallas especially, that. It's a little, I don't know. You can't imagine. They actually have a legitimate rivalry, the two franchises, Houston and, and Dallas and the ownerships. I can't quite imagine that but there is something spicy there with that prescott being a free agent i mean if there's one player in theory available that could approximate deshaun watson's value dallas has him let's throw him in why not well they don't have him though right but they could trade him you know all right uh saints franchise trade cap hell but you know his deshaun watson's cap number in 2021 is not too bad could should we include the Saints? i wouldn't rule them out as a team that is would would look into it absolutely because what better way to come out of drew Brees than to tell your fan base we've pulled off a mega deal for deshaun watson we'll figure out the details you don't need to fan base Mm. okay we'll add him tampa bay let's keep him out of this panthers and falcons i'd say yes to both what do you guys think yeah I think the, the Panthers, uh, Ian, again, reported today that they are going to be aggressive, and they they seem like a prime candidate. And I think Atlanta is under the radar a, a sneaky candidate because, again, they have a quarterback that they could send to Houston that I think would interest them. Hmm. I would wonder about the cap hit there. But uh, you know, the Panthers make a lot of sense to me. Uh, NFC North, I just got the Bears as a team that makes sense. You guys have a, another team you want to throw in there? Well, why not the Lions if you're exploring? You don't you your quarterback is wanting divorce well, from you. It's hard to imagine Watson wanting to do that, but yeah. Sure, I don't think he would want to, but I mean, what would they pick up the phone or just say we're not even going to why even call? We're the Lions. Like I don't think that's hopefully their mindset. Come, come, they're, come bite their general some knees manager down came here from the Rams. Detroit. Come bite some knees with me, Deshaun. But Brad Holmes came from the Rams. How how much has he learned about wheeling and dealing from okay. the way that okay. Les Snead operates, okay. just you know? Put him down. I don't think they're making the wheel, but they're they're okay. <laughs> all right, Ram, all right. In the NFC West, Rams and Niners. I have those two teams. And you want to throw in Seattle and Arizona? Don't think so. No, and maybe, even the Rams feels like uh, would be tough. <clears throat> all right, I got the wheel here, and uh, I'm going to just throw out five teams that feel like uh, players in this race to start: Panthers, Dolphins, 49ers, the football team, and my Jets. And now I'm going to spin the wheel. You didn't even and put then, the Dolphins on there? I see what you're doing. You're just trying to, like, steer Deshaun Watson away. From I got the Dolphins on there. Oh, okay. okay. That's the wheel. You see the wheel? I'm sure now I can no see it. This is an audio program, show. but I can see it. I appreciate it. And uh, I like uh, the Arcade Fire Funeral uh, album in the background. That was the episode of the Throwback, throwback Podcast that I did. So that was <laughs> yes. yes, it was. And that was a great ep. Check it out with Greg Rosenthal. All right, here comes the first spin. Oh, it is the Dolphins that we start with. And wow, as uh, luck would have it, we just so happen uh, to have uh, with us uh, the preeminent Dolphins fan in the building wow. NFL media. And we had scheduled to have Matt Money Smith on the show. You heard him in the very top with the intro and the great work from Money. Uh, but he was supposed to be on the show today. Technical difficulties. Uh, so off the bench is another alum of the Dave Damashek football program. Not a second choice, Henry. Don't look at it that way, but you're here, and we're happy to have you. Hey, fellas. How are you doing? <laughs> we're that's great. My Dam- that's my Dave Damaschek impression. It's pretty good. It's All right, good, so. Good to see you. Hank, it is great to see you. And it's we're great in- to see you guys, too, as well. How are you? And we're in your boudoir, which just has my mind just doing Always. all sorts of that. Very nice natural lighting in your room. Very Thank you. Very nice looking. It's an electric vibe in there, especially the laundry basket behind you. Um, So it landed on the Dolphins. You are going to play the role of agent right now uh, for Deshaun Watson, pitching him on the fins. I will uh, give you about uh, two minutes to do it. Go ahead. Okay. I love it when you guys pretend to be people, so I'm so excited to, as you know, I listen avidly, so I'm excited to get to play this game. So I'm going to be Deshaun Watson's agent. I don't have a name. 
Um, but I'm going to pretend I'm calling him up on my on my phone. Oh, okay. no call necessary. You're in the room. You're in the room. Oh, I'm in the room. In hey, the room. D, what's up? Uh, one of you guys. Deshaun. I guess uh, I guess we'll take turns being Deshaun, but we'll okay. keep it we'll keep it pretty simple with his answers. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, D. Um, so I'm excited. Like you've 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 requested a trade from the Texans. I think it's exactly the right thing to do. Let's get out of there. Let's go get you something something good. And I like I don't have to sell you on this. This is going to be pretty short. I know there are people talking about all kinds of teams. If you listen to the Around the NFL, oh, you do listen to the Around the NFL podcast. Dan Hansis this <laughs> week just, just has put a list put a list together for you of the teams that are likely, but. Honestly, like you don't need to get too far down that list, right? Mm. There is one city, there's one team, there's one place that you need to be. It's it's the the fastest rising team in the NFL. It's the te- it's a team that's gone from from the bottom and is going to the top, and you're you're the last piece. It's the youngest team, or, or I think the second youngest team in the NFL. They don't have a single player over the age of thirty. You don't have to deal with any old people. You can go there and and be with guys your age and be the face of this franchise. It's in a state where don't need to pay tax. Who, who wants to pay taxes? You're the mm. second highest paid player in the league. You don't want to be paying that state tax. Guess what? You're getting that money. The government's having none. They don't need to pave the roads in Florida. <laughs> I've given you a clue. This is Miami. Okay, right? I just sold you on the business side of it. Football, this is an up-and-coming team. Great coach, like a coach that the players there love. Um, they're going to have to mortgage their future. They, you know, they're in the middle of a, of a rebuild, and unfortunately, there's, you know, Trading for you is going to mean that that they may take a step back in terms of bringing in some of the the key pieces that they need to at receiver, skill positions, etc. But you know, you can make the players around you better. That the guys that they've had can't do that, so so that's fine. So the business side's great, but then what about the rest of it? It's Florida. There's beaches. There's boats. There's what else begins with B that you could enjoy in Florida? The beaches, boat. I don't know something else. Um, and how about the state income have, tax? Uh, yeah, and tax, you said that. Uh, I just said that. I don't know what oh, you're talking about, Deshaun. I wasn't paying listening. attention to you. What are you doing? Don't get off Snapchat. <laughs> um, and you know, this, so th- look, this is the most exciting opportunity. We'll, let, let's right now. Let's call Brian Flores. Let's let's call Chris Greer. Let's let's just give them a call now and just see, like, you know, can we get this done? And then we don't even have to bother with any of these other. You want to go to the New York Jets? Like, they're not even the primary team in their city that plays football. What do you? Why would you want to go there? There are so many better That felt places. unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Deshaun, but that's it. All right, so, time's up. I got to go. Let's just get this done. Got to go. <laughs> All right. Sounds like a great player-agent relationship right there. <laughs> just the, the rich dialogue. What do, we think about, what do we think about Henry's pitch? And Henry, you can now also uh, critique your own pitch. Okay. <laughs> that's I would say I mean, what? I, th- I thought it was fantastic. But or add to tell it. Me if, tell me if you, if you think differently. What's not to like if you could sell the Texans on Tua as being part of the package going in the other way? And, um, I mean, from a player's angle, Miami is a destination, um, unquestionably a top two or three destination in the whole country. Um, he could be the king, he could like be the king of South standpoint. Beach for the next, not just his playing career, but, like, you know, Dan Marino's going to he's, – he's on the way out, please, in terms of icon oh. and walking around South Beach. But Deshaun nice. could be that guy for the next 30 or 40 years. I mean, you can that's go it. and take a team that's had nothing good happen to it in decades. It's a, it, the table but, is well set for him to become let – me ask, Let me ask you a question, Henry. Um, as now you're a Dolphins fan. Just put on your fan cap. Are you really already out on the Tua is the future thing? I know it's not because this would be an extraordinary situation – but are you amongst the the camp that is already kind of seriously worried about Tua being a big time player? It was a very small sample size. Yeah, like, I mean, to me, this is like a, a a big win win situation, right? The big win is if you camp, you, you've got the ammo. I mean, this is obviously we didn't talk about this as as his agent, but the Dolphins do have the ammunition with draft picks, etc., to to put together a, a package that would be interesting to the Texans, I believe. Um, so on that front, I think they're good. I think the big win is the Texans go for it and you can put together the package. You get Deshaun Watson, who's one of the, in my opinion, five best quarterbacks in the NFL and 25 years old and, and locked up through 2026, I think, in his current contract. And, and the Dolphins have the cap space to, to be able to make it work. If it doesn't happen, I, I actually, my honestly biggest worry would be he goes to the Jets because then you've got two teams in the AFC East with a, a, like a, a long-term top five quarterback in in the fold with him and josh i Allen. feel the same way about your situation exactly mm-hmm. um 
if not, you have Tua. I definitely don't think we've seen enough of Tua, and I and like that. I mean, you know, I, don't, I think it was underplayed the the players that he was had around him at skill positions at the end of the season. There, when things started going awry, were awful. Like he had he had guys who were playing um, quarterback in in the SEC, playing wide receiver in the NFL a year later, you know, and starting. It's, it, he definitely didn't get his chance to see it. And I think the Dolphins have a really good plan that they were looking to execute, which was get the quarterback last year as part of as one of three first-round picks. And then they've got two more first-round picks and two second-round picks this year to put the pieces around him. You're so, so excited I, about this. To I me, I don't, I, don't, like, I don't see this being – whichever way, I'd be hugely excited. I love to show what's next. You could talk I, yourself I could, into the tour era still. I could talk myself into happen. the tour era still. I definitely think they need to give him at least a year with some great pieces around him rather than trying to throw the ball to – And, uh, and I, think, I think their GM um, in Houston, you know, tight with Saban, you know, Tua, Tua from Alabama – I, I think Tua has been totally misread. I I have a I have hope um, and pos, you know some optimism that he can be a good and difference making starting quarterback. That he showed more than people thought, and people are being way too quick. And that he does have trade value. More importantly, they have the number three overall pick. I mean, they have the number three and the number eighteen overall pick. So yeah, it's not as good as two, but it is right up there. And if if you if it's Tua and three, you kind of like Tua if you're the Texans. Uh, plus you have the number three overall pick. That's pretty exciting. And from the Watson point of view, I mean, yeah, you're taking a pay cut if you get traded anywhere with state income tax because Texas doesn't have it. And you're saying, okay, that contract you signed and no money's not important uh, at, you know, the, the number one but thing to Watson supposedly, but basically getting traded anywhere, but Florida and Texas, you're taking a pay cut. That's a pretty big, uh, I mean, it can make this uh, game and exercise a whole lot shorter. If we just want to include the state income tax free, destinations have we mentioned the state income tax situation <laughs> right. uh, we're gonna spin the wheel again uh henry do you want to stay on for another spin i know i'm gonna have to jump it's it's wonderful to see you and greg uh, um i i i i know I, I would love to but i'm very busy i have a day job um, yeah, he is vice president greg, of international that was his way to make sure we got that in again to show how successful he's been since he came to america um, that's, I really appreciate it. that's that's um, part of my the contract I have with you guys, Greg. Thank you. You made a convincing case there as well, and I'm preparing to forgive Greg. For, he did something almost unforgivable yesterday on another podcast um, with with a friend of mine. And but I think you're not uh, going to give the Neil Reynolds podcast a little plug. I, I didn't I'll do anything unforgivable. I recognize Aunt, you know Henry as a kindred spirit. Uh, he likes to you know throw in the throw in the jabs to people. I was just what saying did he, he do that was offensive? Jab. I mean, I can Greg, only imagine. Greg, Greg, uh, I, I thought yesterday afternoon I was taking the dog for a walk. I was like, I'll entertain myself with two of my friends, Neil Reynolds, Greg Rosenthal, on a podcast together. About six minutes in, Greg says, "I'm an ass." Like your friend Henry Hodgson. Oh, like, what? You know, Why would you take that? He does shot? that sometimes. He, yeah. Um, he can't so, just speak anyway. about himself. He has to invoke other people. Well, here's well. A, here's the thing. Henry took that as a compliment. I know he Henry, did. can you, speaking of Sky Sports, we might edit this out. I don't know. Can you let them know that we noticed that we're not on their press release touting their talent that's going to be involved Ooh, in Super good. Bowl we Sunday? Yeah, very concerning. Very concerning. Let, on their let them know that we're not angry. Uh, we're not looking to force any actions. Uh, but just let them know that we have perused the press release that Sky Sports sent out about Super Bowl coverage, and we have noted that we are not mentioned at any point in that release. <laughs> Landed yeah. with a clunk, big, gigantic, you know. Okay. Oh, we're not I will, I will definitely – I'll have the conversation with them. I'm already talking to them um, on Dan's behalf for some other reasons. But, you know, I will <laughs> warn them if they don't fix this stuff and, and figure this stuff out, Mark will take the, the book from behind him title chaos and unleash it on them <laughs> let them know that we across their face we, we saw the the dallas clark pub, uh pub we saw him getting pumped up but we have not seen uh well, any you know you up. guys need to have a middling career as a tight end being boosted Ooh, by, uh, wow, by now we really can't now we really can't put this part in the show we're keeping it that <laughs> uh, no it's in all right henry thank all you right. for joining Thanks, us guys i love seeing you i hope you're all well send my love to your your families and friends and loved ones absolutely See you. See you. Bye, yes, handsome. See ya. All right, let's spin the wheel once more. Here we go. This game is moving at a feverish yeah, pace. Yeah, we might not get through all the teams. Look at that. Okay. It, I replaced the Dolphins with the Raiders, and that's exactly uh, the spot it runs on. It's starting to make me worry that there's something wrong with the wheel. Uh, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders up next. Uh, Mark Sessler for you. How about that? You make the case to Deshaun 
that the Raiders should be his preferred destination in a trade. Well, I would say this to Sean. You know, I know that we just spoke a few minutes ago, and I talked with you about Miami, but I think when you want to talk about a real destination, a destination of tomorrow. What happened to your accent? I, you know, it's like I'm versatile. I, you know, I, I shapeshifter when it comes to these now, things. So now uh, we're living in a world where he just keeps calling back twenty different times. Be like, actually, I, I guess. I mean, this is a, that's sort a of what an agent time does. in his career. Yeah, this makes sense. Go I mean, ahead, a, there's four of us in the room. Who's in the room here? So it's like, all right, I'm talking to, about the Raiders here. I want to tell you why the Raiders, maybe not the team you would have thought up first. This is a special time to become an Oakland Raider. And number one, the money's going to go through the roof. They've got consistency there. Their coach is not going to suddenly get bounced out and replaced by some sort of Machiavellian plot from the inside. Their coach may be a little Machiavellian, but he's not going anywhere. John Gruden and you, uh, this is a great relationship. You want, you're talking about your issues with relationships with organizations. The Raiders are ready, from what I know, to make this move that they look at. I know Derek Carr is there, but Derek Carr is no more guaranteed money. He is going to be moved stage right. And this is a team right now. You've got Darren Waller. Imagine your career growing with Darren Wallers, Henry Ruggs, Jalen Richard, Josh Jacobs, Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Renfro. I mean, this offense, which was very exciting a year ago, is set to grow and bloom with you at quarterback. I love this destination. If you want to talk about one of the most historical teams in the league, it's the Raiders. You could go down as an icon along with, you know, Art Shell, Marcus Allen, uh, John Madden, Jim Plunkett, the whole crew. This is a history-making move for you. And you move away from a team that's only been around since 2002 to the ultra-elite gold class of NFL franchises, the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm. Let's do it. Gold class. All right. That's a pretty good sell. I like that sell. It may, I think the Raiders, the silver and black, they're in that Cowboys category for me where I think there are a few teams that would move the needle just on selling the brand, and the Raiders are one of them. And the fact that they're in Las Vegas, I think that's an interesting location for them, certainly better than trying to pitch them and go into Oakland Alameda Coliseum to spend your career. Yeah, the stadium. Um, the stadium's cool. The stadium's awesome. The city is obviously glitzy and glamorous, and the the brand is great. And I guess it kind of might come down to is John Gruden your cup of tea? Do you feel like he's a guy that you want to get in bed with for the next ten years, or do you feel like that's a guy you can't trust? Mm. Like Gruden is a selling point and a non-selling point at the same right. time. It really depends where you are. come from. Yeah. I think he, I think he could be I think it could be a selling point. I think he did the the QB camp, QB confidential back in the day with with Watson. I think he can scheme up offense. I guess that's that would be part of the the sell. Is look at this offensive line. Look at what they've done offensively. It's pretty quarterback friendly um with Derek Carr. Now uh you might just have to cut Derek Carr cuz I don't think you can sell the Texans on going back uh to another car at quarterback with you know with all due respect wait why not that, that was they might love that it. was ancient and you know David Carr got screwed over by circumstance he was he was a guy that never really had a chance okay here's there. the thing the Texans if you trade Deshaun Watson period um, that is going to be an unbreakable trust a, a, a trust that you broke with your fans that may, some may never recover from you come in and you trade you trade Hopkins Watt and Deshaun Watson in the same year. Uh, some people are just going <laughs> to leave you forever. And if you try to replace him with Derek Carr, uh, a mid-range quarterback, that to me just feels like uh, well, he would be a bridge. Does, does, a does any bridge. human want to be that quarterback? No, but right, if you're the number two situation. overall pick, or you're Tua, or you're um, I don't know who else it would be. It probably wouldn't be anyone, but like a superstar level quarterback. No, I think it's going to have to, you know, I think you're going to have to be a little more than that. Then you're, it feels like you're shooting for the middle. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's keep moving. All right, I've replaced the Raiders with the Rams. That's fun, right? Yeah. Sure. 49ers, Greg. Ooh. Make the sell. I mean, Deshaun, this is, this is David, by the way. David Mulgetta. Everyone knows me. I don't know what he, what he sounds like, but uh, you know, I'm David. Actually, you nailed it. That's exactly what David <laughs> Mulgetta sounds like. Um, I got two words for you, Deshaun Watson. Kyle Shanahan. Go, go watch some um, Kirk Cousins tape when he was with Kyle Shanahan. 
go go watch the money that Kirk Cousins made after playing with Kyle Shanahan. Go watch the rookie of the year season Robert Griffin the third had with Kyle Shanahan. Go watch Nick Mullins put up better stats in his first uh, sixteen starts than you did, Deshaun Watson. Nick freaking Mullins. This is a team that was in the Super Bowl two years ago. Has a great defensive uh, mindset. Has great offensive. Uh, personnel to support you with Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and a running game. This this team is ready to win the Super Bowl in 2021, the first season you're there, and and to start a long, beautiful relationship. I'm out. I'm not even going to yeah. listen to you, Deshaun. I don't think you need two minutes to sell that situation and the idea of pairing with Kyle Shanahan for the next decade Woo! plus. Well, you yeah, you trust the connection there, the coach quarterback connection and and Shanahan's you know bona fides uh, speak for themselves, and then uh, it satisfies for the forty uh, the team wise, like you're saying, you're an instant contender. And really, let's face it, if they the Forty ers landed Deshaun Watson in a trade, they would be the overwhelming uh, favorite, I would think, to go to the Super Bowl next year. So. The expectations are through the roof for better and worse, uh, for better or worse. Uh, and then it does also helps the Texans, like we talked about. What would be the ideal situation for the Texans if they have to trade Deshaun Watson, get him out of sight, out of mind, you put him out there in the NFC West? Um, yep. You know, it's still, listen, this is, this is not baseball or other sports where a lot of fans are regionally minded. Deshaun Watson is going to be on the radar at all times in Houston, no matter where he goes. So, But it's just the idea of potentially facing him in regular season games, in a playoff game. Uh, you don't want anything to do with that. So this makes so much sense. What's like the biggest obstacle here? I don't see a huge, huge obstacle out, unless the Niners are unwilling to part with the immense asking price. If that's just not well, how they, they want to a high, because... So they don't have a high pick, so that... You know they have. But you could do that over years. I mean, you right. can. You anyone could come up with some package outside of the Texans if they were in the reverse situation. And like, I, and I guess I they, have a, like fair, they have a fairly high pick though. So I guess. Um, what is their pick? Where are they? Where are they at? I'm looking right now, but it's. Definitely I feel like they're in, in, that, in no the man's land 10. to get a quarterback. Um, you know, of their liking, they would probably have to make a move. If they, they have the. They have the twelfth pick, but they also. Um, have a, a cheap bridge quarterback that Nick Casario was involved in drafting in. Well, that's in, what I was going to mention. Jimmy I mean, Garoppolo. if you're Easterby and Nick Casario, like Jimmy Garoppolo feels like an extension of this. They're building this fortress where it's like the scant few people that still believe in what they're doing are the only people they hire or entertain. Like, I don't like <laughs> Tua would be like, you got to be Cully. kidding me. I'm, I'm going to give this coach a chance before we bury him. You know, John Harbaugh. People no are already him, talking but, about yeah. David Cully as a bridge to Josh McCown, that they really only want him for a couple years and then hire Josh McCown. I mean, I don't I think that you went and got someone that's essentially forced into a yes man role. But you Jimmy G would be someone I think that Casario and Easterby would say, yeah, we could make that. Um, work on the he's other a fun side. he's a fun throw in at this point in the level if in a trade level that we're talking about with Watson Jimmy G is not the centerpiece of the trade it's the draft no. it's the draft picks um, but the fact that you can throw him in and, and have a, a quarterback for the next year if you wanted potentially I could see Casario want I mean that's that's the David Carr case as well the Derek Carr case yeah you know you're right you're right only Derek Carr never misses games and no, I'd rather had Derek Carr. I, it's more that um, I could see potentially Casario loving Jimmy G. Just like I can see the Patriots being totally all about getting Jimmy G back this offseason. <laughs> yeah, I really could. Yeah, I could see that. All right. Um, so that one makes a lot of sense. It is It is the, the draft pick. The teams that have that essentially lottery pick this year, I feel like, do have an advantage. Uh, but... A the NF- the NFC the NFC thing is is interesting. Can right. I just say one little quick thing about the immediate draft picks for this year? Like, do you really want to like they're in rebuilding mode? Like having some of these first picks spread a little bit down the line, yeah. um, make more sense to me than like, oh, you're still going to stink three years from now, and you're going to be being asked about like, you know, options for your first round picks that are on a team that's still half baked. I don't know. And we should say like Watson has a no trade clause, so it, it is possible that. The Texans get a, a few teams that have worthwhile trade offers and that Watson is, is a part in, in choosing this team. 
I've replaced the 49ers spot with the Steelers. Uh, that was a bad spin. All right, Panthers. All right, let me make this case. All right, here we go. Deshaun. What's up, baby? <laughs> What's up? Speak to me, baby. Um, I'm David Mongales, your agent. Malgetta, Malgetta. David Malgetta. When David Malgetta speaks... It's going well so far. People listen. And uh, if I pick up that call and I engage with the big man upstairs in Carolina, an owner who is completely, completely obsessed with making splash moves. Um, I think David Tepper is going to want to do something. Uh, and now I tell you that this is an organization you want to be connected to because they are going in the right direction. Matt Rule, you saw what he's done. I know you've been following his college career, uh, what he what he did at Baylor. Uh, and now what he did in his first year in Carolina, players love playing for him. They just love him. He, he's one of those guys. He's an offensive-minded coach. Uh, he's the type of guy. You're not dealing with Bill O'Brien here. You, this is not a Bill O'Brien situation or a David Cully. You don't have to worry about Cully or a Josh McCown creeping around the corner. You know, and don't listen to like guys like Greg Rosenthal out there in the media that just want to tell you that David Culley's going to be all I just, right. I just want to give this guy a chance. Let's not take no, it personal with David Culley, okay? No, nobody has been in a worse position as a head coach entering the league since Jim Tomsula. <laughs> Rearranging the deck chairs of the Titanic is what Culley's doing. Matt Rule is the future there. Like He is locked and loaded. Uh, ownership is in lockstep with the head coach, and there are weapons there. You ever hear of Christian McCaffrey? Imagine you and McCaffrey sharing a backfield together. We got some wide receiver pieces there, but they can get better. This is a great place to live, Charlotte. I mean, that's that's a wonderful uh, area of the country, and I think you put it all together. This one makes sense, and you get a fresh break uh, from everything and all the all the toxic culture with the Texans and the AFC South and the AFC in general. And you just start fresh with an organization that's on the right path, the Panthers. Well, and just how about the the familiarity? You know, with the region, you know, going to college there. There's pictures Clemson, of Clemson, right? Pe- picture, pictures of Watson in a Panthers jersey with with Cam Newton, an old Cam Newton fan. Um, it's sort of the perfect. I think Miami has a little bit of this too, but I think it's the perfect balance of like you, you kind of like where the organization's at. But I, if I was a player, I kind of like that it's a little more low key, media wise, and just. I think everyone's going. Everyone's going to be excited about Deshaun Watson wherever he goes, um, but he can be the king, the king of the Carolinas. How about the chance to work with Joe Brady? Um, I love that you mentioned David Tepper. I mean, if you're, if we, I would love to know exactly what Deshaun's list are of like this is what the next organization must have, not just the money thing, but if you talk about an owner who's going to engage you and make you part of decision making and um, treat you with respect, and a coach, as you mentioned, Dan. I mean, it's. It's a spicy landing spot, and I think the Texans would do it in a second over an AFC team. Robbie, right. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel all had over 900 yards this year. Now, I'm not saying yeah. they're the three; it's the best wide receiver room in the league, but it also speaks to what Matt Rule can create. If Teddy Bridgewater and Matt Rule can do that with those three guys, like look look out for the next five. I years. think he's going to want to win right away. I don't think he wants to walk into a deep rebuild necessarily, unless it's real attractive for other reasons. And the Panthers could win right away with him. Yeah, I, I think what you saw with Will Fuller this year definitely is something you think about, too, because uh, I put Fuller in a similar category to those Carolina receivers. They're all very good players that pair him with a, a truly great quarterback, and any of those guys can turn in an all-pro level year, which Fuller was on his way to before that uh, PED ban. Ooh, that's the, this yeah. is the one. Now that I'm, I'm clearly rooting for Deshaun Watson to get out of the AFC East, don't need that particularly as a Patriots fan. <laughs> I and uh, I do like the Panthers quite a bit. And uh, I like this whole thought. 49ers kind of fun too, but uh, I like this Panthers. Thought. Tepper, Te- you know, Tepper wants to, he's already put a big stamp on this organization since he came in. He's basically cleared out everybody and installing his own vision. You would think the next move, if he could make a, uh, this would be like a kingmaker move to bring in the 25-year-old, 26-year-old franchise And they said they would aggressively go after players like this, the Panthers themselves. So, I mean, and it's, he was, and it's aligning. Not to you know build, build off this 
mythology that's uh, centered around this particular owner. But he was known as like this massive shark on Wall Street and he gets what he wants and he takes big risks and, you know, even rule like he would not let him out of his building. And, you know, he's known for I'm a guy. I could just picture it. Listen, this is it. I'm a guy we're who gets not, We're not allowed wants. to do this, um, but there are different people that are interested in picking the teams. And I know that uh, Watson kind of put the Jets and the Dolphins at his top. So he, that shows his priorities. I mean, supposedly the Jets and the Dolphins are atop his list. Um, but if I was someone just picking where he would go, now I'm feeling the Carolina. I'm feeling that as the underdog pick. That's some good value there. What a roller coaster just hearing Greg you know, speak this stuff out. I love it. All right, here we go. Uh, let's keep spinning. Finally, New York Jets. Do I want to make this up? I feel like I should make this up. No, I'll do it. Is that okay? You want to do it? No, I'm kidding. I would. I would. Go, you, Dan. Make you'll have plenty plenty of time to get it. Hey, look at the last 20 years, Deshaun. Look at this. uh, Look at what this ownership. I am David Mulgata, and let me start here. Hey, look at the last 20 years, Deshaun. Look at that team. That team needs a hero. You're a hero. We know you're a hero. That's why Dabo Swinney said way back in the day, "You're Michael Jordan." New York. Imagine Michael Jordan in New York. Imagine what that'd be like. And don't listen to all these people like those Greg Rosenthal's out there in the media who say, oh, it's the NFL. It doesn't matter what the market is. This Forget agent cannot stand Greg. <laughs> Forget about all that. I'm the one who this knew his name. Be, it showed some respect. Right. Come this, on. Th- yeah, he does. He respects you enough to know who you are. Uh, this is everything. This is, this is the dream marketing scenario for you. Um, and you have a situation there. And I know you've already told me privately how much you respect Robert Sala, and what, what he would mean to you having a coach that is a motivator of men, someone you respect. And I know you haven't had a lot of that. So we can give you that in New York. We can give you maximize your uh, earnings potential. And yes, you're not afraid to go to a team that needs a lot of work because you feel you are the man to fix everything over there. You'll fix the Jets. And with their leadership, it's different. It is not what it was a few years ago. Joe Douglas is a guy that is well-respected and he's making the right moves right now. And they've changed their structure over there uh, in terms of who reports to who it's Joe Douglas's show. He hired his guy in Robert Sala. So you could respect uh, the team builder, the head coach, the market is wonderful. They have the assets that they could send back uh, to Houston without crippling their future. Cause they are so filled uh, chock full of number one picks. You can get there and be the hero uh, that New York needs. And just imagine, just imagine if you became the next Joe Namath. And I know that's a name that some people your age, it doesn't really connect with. But I know that you're somebody who understands history and what that would mean. Gobs of money. Great place to play. The hero of New York City. That's a city that hasn't had a champion in a long time now. It's been a while. You could be that hero. Mm. Come. Come to us. I'm based out in New York City. <laughs> It's like it, I like it, Deshaun. You you started, you know, you uh, just opened this restaurant in Houston. I and mean, what better place to open a restaurant than the East Village? Let's let's do it. Let's get let's get creative. How about Brooklyn? Whatever the food's gonna be great. You're right. I mean, NFL players. I think you know you can become a superstar like Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes anywhere. Um, but I do think Deshaun Watson in New York would be as big, you know, as big as it gets. They have, you know, the third most cap room right now in the league. So you could pitch that while you're giving up a lot of, you know, draft capital, which really shouldn't be Deshaun Watson's concern. Um, they're not stuck in a in a terrible place to to add talent, anyways. And Robert Sala changes everything. I think they had no selling point when we first brought this up, and we had no idea who they'd hire. I just thought they had no selling point for because because like the one thing you'd have to point out is that if ownership is super important. The Jets have really sketchy ownership track record right now, but they do have a GM and a coach that you can buy into. Hmm. Not, yeah, not a I, lot of weapons, you know, the they, offensive line. Like in this they short, have a lot the, of roster work to do. The but the, term, the yeah. fact the Jamal Adams trade, as painful as it was, really sets them up well here with the number two pick and then those two picks. So the number two pick means, obviously, to the Texans, Hey, you could if you really want to find your next quarterback, you could have anyone you want in this class that's not um obviously Trevor Lawrence. So if you fall in love with one of these guys, um 
Zach Wilson out of BYU, Justin Fields out of Ohio State. Um, he's there if you want it. Yep. You can also take that number two pick and then trade it yourself and flip it for more draft capital for another team that loves it. Uh, and so that's such a powerful pick to have dangled in the trade. And then because of uh, the Adams deal, the Jets could give up number one picks and not put themselves in, in a situation like Bill O'Brien did to the Texans mm. where they're just barren for years and they don't have a pick draft after draft. Um, and obviously it would deplete their what, what they've built up in that surplus. But that's, to me, what this has always been about. When you dealt Adams, it was to have this, this um, cachet of picks to make a move. And I think it makes a lot of sense um, for the Jets, obviously. And Watson, if he has the... It's kind of like the, the, the dice roll for Watson and all this. You, the ones we've brought up before make a lot of sense logically in terms of checking a lot of boxes. But I feel like this one could have the highest reward if it worked out. Well, I think the fact that, you know, reputable reporters are all saying um, that the Jets are number one says a lot about what, what where Watson's mindset is, where his and his agent's mindset is. And I, I think it's all about New York. You know the city. I mean, it can't. It can't really be. I mean, I'm in solid too. But I, I think the New York factor of it all has to be it. That he wants to go live there. He wants to be that guy, right? Or else, why? Why would they? Why would they be atop the list? Otherwise, it's got to be New York. Right. It can't all, no. I can't think all, the lure of New York can't is... all be Salah. I can't, it can't buy that. No, the lure of New York for an athlete. I mean, has made sense forever. And I mean, it, they've talked about Deshaun Watson's hung out in the village. He likes New York and stuff. So. <laughs> I mean, but I but I do. I would separate Dan saying that you think that the highest reward for Deshaun Watson is in New York. I mean, the highest reward is winning Super Bowls. So it's like the only thing I'd say about something like San Francisco well, is says that you. the foundation is there in San Francisco I, with a coach who's been to a Super Bowl. I'm saying winning the Super Bowls is part of it, but to maximize your your branding and to be uh, something of a legend right. in you know the biggest city in the country, I think his. I think he thinks Deshaun Watson. That wherever he goes, I have a chance to win the Super Bowl because I'm that special. And if you surround me with the right talent, so then what else can you add to that? But yes, the, I think the in terms of the odds of getting a Super Bowl championship, yeah, we're nine. Or I mean, as a fan, being a fan of a New York team, that's a, or a Miami team, that's those are built-in advantages to getting these players. That some that if you live in Cincinnati, you're not getting those players. So it you know it you logically it would pay off. For the Jets fans in NFL circles, I wanted to know if you know. Casario cares about the fact that it's the Jets. I think it's an it's an X factor. Whether a Easterby and Casario might have some ill will to the Patriots, who knows? Although you know, Bill Bill Why Belichick would Casario though. Yeah, I don't think Casario would logically, and Bill Belichick, you know, puts this flowery thing out, you know, and about how important Nick Casario has been. That said, they didn't let them go to the Texans the time before. Casario ultimately chose Easterby over staying in New England. And and these trades do come down, you know, partly to relationships uh, and, like, who you want to trade with. So it, it, I, that's an X factor no one probably knows except for them on the inside. All right, I'm going to spin the wheel two more times. Um, I'm going to add the Patriots and the Cowboys. Oh, so wow. we have Deuce. Patriots... Football team, Cowboys, Rams, Steelers. You guys got that? Okay, here we go. Look at that. Look at the image. All right. Football team. All right, I'll do this one. Okay. So, uh, Deshaun, David again. It's been a busy day. Um, been hearing a lot, you know, from the football team in Washington. They, they, they're making the sell. They're making the pitch to me. Ron Rivera, New Era. Uh, look at the success they already have. Tough up front. Um, nation's capital. Going to do it all. I got to admit, I've heard it all. I'm not into it. I, I, I'd say, I say we say Mulgata. no. I say Malgada's making the choice. He's. Lo- I'm looking at... Um, Malnada. Lo- I'm, I'm looking at the last 20 years since this ownership came over. I'm looking at some of the things, even though Ron Rivera's... You know, help turn the ship around a little bit that, that I don't love the way that they brought in Marty Herney uh, and then kind of finagled that, okay, he's not actually the GM 
I, I want an organization I can trust, and I know I'm supposed to be pitching on it, but this is a relationship you, you got to trust me, Deshaun, and I don't want to. I don't want to put you in a in a tough situation. So I don't care how many draft picks, how much money they're offering. I do not want to go to the Washington Football Team. That doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't uh, get my engine revving as a football fan either. I mean, obviously, I want him to go to the Jets, but if he goes to Washington, I don't know. Maybe it would be awesome. I don't know, but if there's if there's another team out there that would give me some Texans vibes in that I would be I know look I know Ron Rivera's great and all this stuff but I don't know I'm not into it all right let's spin the wheel again (laughs) Greg Mark do you have anything to add to that no I think that like why go from the Texans to an even more bizarre thornier controversy laden ownership plus there there was the whole attack on you know, the White House and everything, is it, you know, is it safe there? There's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. I don't know about that. <laughs> just <about> joking. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> here we go. All right. With that blank team, do nothing. I like that. All right. Mark, the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. Oh, wow. What's not to love about the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, you grew up a football fan. Um, well, the I last twenty five years. You. I, I don't. Well, but that's the whole point. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, uh, that's the whole point. Because Jerry Jones is an owner number one, beloved by his players. I mean, if anything, if anything, in between you and me, Deshaun, like his loyalty to some of his players may have been one of his bigger faults. Um, he loves to spend money, big money, on all sorts of players, and you know they've got the Dak Prescott situation right now. But I think that this is a really um, pretty seamless incredible solution to that would keep you in texas um but think about the switch you the organizational switch you'd be making from a texans team that is not even a little brother to the cowboys it's just the texans have essentially never really accomplished anything you go to the most storied franchise in the league one that has not won a super bowl since 1995 um but regardless guys like tony romer are revered um, it, all quarterbacks, the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, I could tell you this, not only would you have a, a career there where you could win immediate Super Bowls with a team that will always find a way to sign players, and you already are walking into an offense with Ezekiel Elliott in the best wide receiving group in the NFC, if you want to look at it that mm. way, you could be the heir apparent to Troy Aikman, all right, to Roger Staubach, to so many Cowboys greats, and you move right into a Monday night football booth after that, and I'm telling you right now, <laughs> This is you changing the history of the NFL forever. I mean, I cannot think of a better pairing. I cannot think of a better pairing than you in a Dallas Cowboys uniform. It's every little boy's dream before they pick a team of their own. It's the one brand that is um, worldwide as big as any sports team out there and bigger than most any company. This could be you as the centerpiece of it. And yes, that would be tough as a rookie, but you right now, the Deshaun Watson we know, you could handle it, and you could turn the Dallas Cowboys into a annual Super Bowl team. This is the place to go. It's why it's the last one we're doing. Bye. Yeah, this, this is the brand sell that trumps, obviously, even the Raiders, and especially a guy that has now played his entire pro career in Texas. They're in very different, you know, if you know Texas at all, there's hundreds of miles that separate um, Houston from Dallas, which is in North Texas, but... Still, you can't escape the specter of the Cowboys and how huge everything is around Dallas. So I would think that that would be attractive to him. He would stay somewhat local, and he would have a chance to now be on still, despite the 25 years without a Super Bowl appearance, still the team that, um, A, is always on primetime and always gets the love, and B, similar to how I was talking about the Jets, like you could be the guy who goes there and returns the Cowboys mm. to prominence and makes them a champion again. Um, and when you factor in the playmakers, too, yeah. I don't know if Ezekiel Elliott's part of the future, especially once you have to give Dak the money. You have to give the money to Deshaun Watson that you're giving to Dak. I guess my question to you, uh, Greg, is: We all love um, Deshaun Watson. Is it that? big an upgrade to make the move and get surrender all the draft capital to go from uh, Dak to Deshaun. Well, maybe you wouldn't have to give as much up. You shouldn't as another team. If Dak Prescott's part of the deal, I love probably still number one or maybe two number ones, right? I don't know. Dak and a, Dak and a number so. one. Here's the thing. I don't think 
I, I love this deal more than any other for Houston because the only way to me that it makes any sense to trade away a player like Deshaun Watson is if you're getting the top 10 quarterback back, and I'd much rather have Dak Prescott than the number two overall. Right. You could sell that to your fans. Overall pick it. It makes all the sense in the world. That said, these two franchises, I know that there's been a, a legit sort of rivalry between the ownerships that the, you know that they, they're fighting for the same territory. The Texans fans are trying to get Cowboys fans become Texans fans when they move to Houston, and um, it, it's a little it's a little hard to imagine. But from the Houston side, I think it makes more sense than anything. And from the Dallas side, who's always been like slightly more lukewarm on Dak Prescott than seemingly they should be, it makes a lot of sense too. I mean. I love it. I love it sort of for the NFL. It sends you to the NFC too, which you think the Texans would love. Like it's just crazy enough to work if the ownership can, you know, get over the fact that you're delivering Dallas Cowboys uh, Deshaun Watson, which I don't know if they could get over that. That's tough. I don't know if That's they could tough get over to swallow. That. Yeah, I don't Because even if you do yeah. get back Dak um, and the fans will be, I think, somewhat um, pleased by if, if we have to trade our superstar, we can get one back and, and he's a guy that everyone loves in Dak. But to keep him in Texas and to make him now the center, he'll be like we said on in prime fans time. Fans might the time. revolt. Fans might revolt. I mean, yeah, no, I, you, I mean, you want to send him to Antarctica? I don't think they're going to do it. Even if even with Dak there, Dak is the only thing that makes it even remotely plausible. But the idea of the Texans, who are a little brother in that state to the the Cowboys, ever giving him their greatest player ever, I don't. I just can't see. It. So Easterby and Casario have no link to the. Cowboys Texans I know, um, rivalry, but, but, but I would think Cal McNair would. Right, exactly, and he would. Yeah, I think I think the Texans really do have to think about the impact they're making uh, uh, with their fans over the next fifteen years. If you're getting rid of Watson and Watt in the same, well, you mean start <laughs> thinking about it because they haven't clearly given that a second of thought. I mean, they. I can't think of a team that more coldly is acting like we don't care about the fans. I'd much rather have Deshaun Watson, but to me, Dak Prescott a first and. Whatever, a little more. I think that's it's not crazy. I, that's how highly you know. I think Dak Prescott should be viewed as a top ten quarterback moving forward. All right, that's good. That was fun. I think we got seven or eight teams. Yeah, knocked out there. I mean, Steelers. You know, calm down. You're probably not getting them. Steelers fans. The only one I would say I don't know if they have the capital, but I, Deshaun Watson in a Broncos uniform with that offense the way it is would be um, intriguing to me. Although I don't know, Deshaun Watson and Pat Shermer don't feel like um, they're going to go down in the record books together, so you'd have to make some tweaks. They, they, them and the Lions are the teams, I think, that have uh, the most, that are in position to be super aggressive. But well, what, So, Dan, what would you do if, um, I'm just saying, this is not impossible. This is the most second, second most cap room in the league and future picks, the Patriots. Easterby and Casario pulling, I mean, I, a, to a point where Pink Pony is not even a joke, it's just simply... Come yeah, to fruition is the, the most annoying thing in the league. I mean, it would number one to be terrible. Uh, number two, uh, I don't stress about it too much because it feels like Texans. You, again, if you're at all factoring in where your fan base is at, you already feel like you've been losing for a decade plus this attempt to be Patriots South. And if you then were to send your greatest quarterback ever to the Patriots, I mean, what kind of I mean, what kind of business is that to do? That right. would be. But send them any. Send them anywhere is bad business. Here, here's the I thing, know, though. They've been there, acting. There are places that are worse than others, and the Patriots, to me, are on that list. That it would be, it would come off even more poorly uh, than other teams. That Mike Tomlin has that quote, like "Don't live in your fears." You know, I mean, he was kind of living in his fears when he punted on fourth and one from the forty-eight, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, I to me that's where the Texans have been. They've been living in their fears, and I really put some stock into this whole AFC thing. I really think that's them living in their fears, and they're going to do whatever they can because they're like just acting out of cowardice almost, and that is going to help these NFC teams that want them. Could could be could be that way. Um, all right, that's it for the week. Uh, no network show this week. We'll be back um, on what are we doing? Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday. Right. So Tuesday, next time you hear from us, Tuesday, we also have um, a special uh, Super Bowl week show planned uh, that will connect us with the listeners. Uh, Maybe we'll share details of that on Tuesday because I don't have it in front of me right now. 
We should share it now. So All right, Ricky, why don't you uh, set the table then? Yeah, so we are going to be doing a virtual show, not a live show. So there's only going to be a limited amount of tickets that are able to go. It's going to be free. It's like a Zoom webinar you can log in for. We're thinking next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern, and that's whenever, over wherever you are internationally. And just we haven't locked down registration links or anything like that. So keep an eye on the ATN podcast on instagram around the nfl on twitter our personal handles we we will be posting this on social so okay. keep so, this space so yeah it'll be a, uh, an invite only a uh, little extra show and we'll we'll send it out on social very uh, wednesday yeah, very information is, wednesday 11 a.m slow i would yeah. just idea america if information is not getting to you as quick as you need it get hit her up one-on-one and she can <laughs> give you the inform you know the personal attention and get you probably in there on on the Get into the cut, right? Yeah, for sure. Very interactive. It'll uh, feature a mailbag and Q&A uh, with those who are in that room with us. So that's cool. So we'll have that show next week, and we'll also have um, other podcast goodness, including our Super Bowl preview show on Thursday. And then, of course, Sunday night, Super Bowl Sunday, the final flagship show of the season where we recap the big game. So lot coming up this week. Thank you to everybody who's listened all season long and, you know, all these years. Love you guys. All right. That's it. Stan Hansen signing off for Quiet Storm. The old boss. Oh, there it is again. This reminds me of every bad club I had to go to in college. Like, oh, where are we going to tonight? One of those clubs Boston, right now. yeah. That's, yeah. Where that. are we going tonight? Are we going to a bar? No, we're going, you know, we're going to Lansdowne. We're going to a club. It's like, oh, not again. You just you just got through it. You just that was part of that was part of the culture back then. I thought it was fun sometimes. Sometimes you had to be in the right mindset. Depends what happens to you, but I mean anything could happen. Ricky, I does it sound do like anything. a ladies' night? Yeah, it sounds like every, I would do disgusting things to be able to get back to Lansdowne Street. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere, ladies' night, ladies drink free, ladies, ladies, ladies. The desperation to get women into clubs and bars by promoters is one of the funniest things. All right. Dan Hans is signing off. Poor Quiet Storm. Ricky Hollywood. Ricky Lansdowne, I call her. <laughs> Quiet Storm. And the great Henry Hodgson. Until Tuesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.